Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor all the way over there. Feel so far away. Kevin Jack, thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Uh, The easiest way to remember is to subscribe right now on your favorite podcast platform. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how a few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast in the hands of so many leaders just like you who are trying to get better like we are and visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, today we are in episode 167. You've titled this How to Lead Like You. Like you. How to lead like you. Not me. Not you. Like you. Like me? Not you. Not me. <laughs> Who? We've got a new set today. <laughs> we do. Look at this. That's awesome. Trying some new stuff out this week and this next week. This is Caleb Hunt's office. Yeah. Caleb is our, our worship we, uh, pastor. We really, we set aside a whole bunch of funding and splurged on the environment <laughs> and then asked Caleb to rearrange his office for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. So, Thank you, Caleb. All right, so today, <laughs> one six seven. How to lead like you? There we go. Not not myself, not VJ, <laughs> like you. <laughs> and here's just kind of the like my thesis statement for today. Uh, it can be difficult to discover what it looks like to lead as you were called to lead, but until you figure that out, your impact and your joy will both be capped in the process. And so you should make it your goal as a leader to figure out what it looks like to lead like you as soon as you possibly can. Uh, There's this uh, preaching speaking statement that says, if you listen to one preacher, you will sound like that preacher. But if you listen to a thousand preachers, you will sound like yourself. (laughs) And the difficulty as it comes to leadership is that for most of us, uh, we're not given a thousand examples of up close how to lead. We're not given, like, I can easily, as a speaker, hop on YouTube, watch so many different styles, techniques, goals, even within the process. And when I do, and I watch all these, I really do find that's true for myself. If I'm only listening to one person, I start to, even this many years in, try to emulate that person. But if I listen to a whole bunch of people, I feel far more freedom to get up there and to just be myself. And as it comes to leadership, you're not given that option. Uh, You're not able to watch a thousand people lead meetings. (laughs) You're not able to watch a thousand different people and how they uh, allocate resources and their time and their energy and all these different things. And so here's the dynamic that gets created over time. And it becomes a really unhealthy one is because we're only given a couple up close examples of leadership because we only have a couple models on how to lead. What we tend to do is we try to emulate the person's strengths. We try to mimic what they're good at and we try to avoid their weaknesses. And that just usually doesn't go well (laughs) because their strengths are not your strengths. Like their, their weaknesses aren't necessarily going to be your weaknesses is so we try to live into the best of who they are, which we can't duplicate because they, we don't have the same gifting and avoid the worst, which may be moderately effective. Um, if I can maybe use a different parallel on this, uh, for most of us, we don't learn. If you have kids, you don't learn how to parent from studying the best parents ever. You just attempt to not 
duplicate the mistakes of your own parents and try to do the couple things that they did well in the process. And I just want to be able to say like for leadership, you have to figure out who you are as a leader and what it looks like to lead like you, how you were originally intended to lead. And if I could give a couple examples here on this, um, there's all this study on the different styles of leadership, and we'll put these in the show notes so you've got some awareness of what they are. But if I could just give a couple of them to you real quick. Um, so some of the already identified styles are, there's a democratic style, which is very focused on team building. There's an authoritarian style, which is far more heavy handed, tell you how it is. There's a coaching style, which is a developer. There's a transactional style, which is focused on win-win scenarios. There's a transformational style, which is kind of this people developer on steroids. And then there's also a laissez-faire style, which is just focused on permission leadership. Um, Notice laissez-faire is not necessarily lazy leadership. It's focused on permission. I guess lazy leadership is also a style <laughs> that could function within there. An effective one. Yeah, there you go. Um, if I give you, so here is here is my style of leadership. Um, I want to clarify long-range outcomes. Like at all times, I want to be able to go, what are we actually in the long run attempting to do? And so I want to clarify long-range outcomes I want to set the culture. I want to get the culture moving that we are active. And then I want to get out of the way. That's, that's how I lead. And it, I could say like at every step of my life, that's how I lead. I bring it back to purpose. I define our identity. And then I make sure it's actually moving and that it's not stagnant. And then I just try to operate within my gifting in the midst of that. And that's me. That's, that's not necessarily you. That's not necessarily someone else. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm skilled at is I, I'm good at taking chaos and bringing some order and clarity to it. Like uh, we do offsites a couple times a year. And my favorite part of the offsite, which is the easiest part for me, is I take all the jumbled thoughts all over the room and I just synthesize it into a couple key paragraphs that have clarified outcomes. That's a piece of cake for me. It's, it's just easy. It's part of my gifting. If that's not your gifting, you're not going to lead how I lead. And if you try to lead how I lead, you'll be frustrated by it because I want to be clear, you can't lead like me as well as I can lead like me. And I can't lead like you as well as you can lead like you. And so it becomes imperative that you figure out what does it look like to lead like you what does it look like to lead how you were designed to lead in the process? V, anything you want to add here? Uh, there's a couple questions. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you real quick, you said if you if you listen to one speaker, you'll sound uh, like that speaker. If you listen to a thousand speakers, you'll sound like yourself. Does that same thing hold true for uh, like uh, solutions and strategies? Like you? Oh, I believe studied, entirely. You know, I mean, you studied one person. Uh, you'll start solutioning yep. everything like them, yep. or stretch, write your strategies around that. Uh, is there is there is there anybody that you've done that before and found yourself finding like at the end of the day, oh, I probably need to read more people because I keep doing everything like this guy did it. Um, if I could, uh, one of the things that makes me nuts is uh, when people, and I'm sure it's true in yeah. every industry. I just have oh. more exposure to church. Yep. But when people step into a consulting role, having only ever been a part of one effective ministry, oh, that's great. And what they try to do is they try to turn every church they consult with back into the church that they used to work at. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it's effective, but it's not necessarily what's best for them that's, in those moments. That's great. That's and great people note. who can't separate principles from the actionable strategy because they've only lived in one thing. Yep, that's good. Okay, so this is what I want to do is I want to just kind of spend the rest of our time is I want to give you two questions that you can ask that will help you discover your style of leadership. And again, I, I think if you're not operating this way, what you're inherently going to do is you're just going to continually go, well, I worked for them and I like this, so I'll do it like this. And I worked for them and I didn't like this, so I'll try to avoid that. <laughs> and rather just operating in that mode of finding your style, here's maybe two questions that that I hope are helpful for discovering how to lead like you. And the first one is this, how did you lead before you knew how to lead? <laughs> before it was called leadership, my guess is you were leading in some way. Before there was a book on it, before there was a study, before you knew it was leading, how did you actually lead? And if I give, this is just kind of fun for me, uh, examples of my kids, okay? So I've got one kid that's a planner. And they want to write everything out. They get everyone to buy into it. They're just like, this is what we're going to do. Is everyone good with that? They set the schedule. That's how they lead. No one had to tell them that. Uh, my second kid is an includer. And uh, sometimes the inclusion is for destruction, not for good. But it's still leadership either way, even if it's negative. But it's like, we should do this. Yeah. Like, if they're going to do something really good or really bad, I know it was their leadership that was involved. And they pulled other people into it. Uh, another one of my kids is an encourager. They naturally compliment, excite. They naturally help and assist and make sure things are seen to its complete conclusion and I've, one of my other kids is an achiever they want to get stuff done you do this got it and it's it's fascinating to watch this that they all have their and i'm not trying to say here to be clear that like my kids are phenomenal amazing naturally gifted leaders okay yeah. don't don't hear that coming from me uh, hear me as saying they each have a unique style in terms of how they get others to buy into what they want to see happen and it's ingrained in their gifting, it's natural to who they are. And so my question for you today would be, what if you could go back, before you knew what leadership was, what did you do? Like, how did you go about it? Were you naturally an includer at the core? Did, did you wanna get up there and just tell everyone how it should be? Or when did you find yourself actually leading? Was it in moments of crisis? Or was it just in ordinary things? Was it through relational equity that you had really built that trust or did people just admire your gifting? And when you operated that, you naturally got more questions. I think this is an incredibly important question. How did you lead before you knew how to lead? It's good. Second question. What leadership skills or activities are you naturally drawn to? What, what do you do? without anyone ever telling you that this is what you should do? What, what is the gravitational pull of your leadership? If I could give like a, maybe a, a negative one on mine for just a second. Oh, a negative one. Yeah. I am, uh, I am drawn to conflict. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a moth to a light. <laughs> I am drawn to conflict. Uh, the other day, we are at your daughter's soccer game. Yep. And someone from the student section cheering for your daughter's team yelled out an inappropriate comment. 
from the other side, not inappropriate. I don't mean like vulgar. Right. Just something that wasn't nice. It wasn't kind. Right. (laughs) I'll just say it like The opposite of nice. I I feel like such an old man saying, that was not kind. Yeah. But that's what it was. But it was funny. It was funny. But it wasn't kind. Not nice. And a parent from the other team is on the opposite side of the bleachers, turns around and screams at the kid. Yep. And I'm like... Let's go. <laughs> like, seriously, I look, everyone around me is like cringing. Yep. They're wincing. Yep. I'm looking back at the student section like, are they going to say something else? Yep. How's this going to happen? And I promise you, if that parent started marching down or that student came over, I would have gotten up and been right in the middle of it. <laughs> like, I am drawn yeah. to conflict in an unhealthy way. Other people skirt around those issues. But, like, that's the key. Like, that's part of how I lead. Right is I want to find the tension in a situation. And if the tension isn't on the surface, I want to unearth it. Yeah. I want to get it right up there on, on top. And I want to have the conversation right then in the moment to figure out where we need to be. Yeah, I feel like you might be the guy that is searching YouTube for like fails and <laughs> like oh, fights. I do and <laughs> that's awesome. But I don't like... Oh, also add in here like i refuse to comment on anything online that is controversial because i have no interest in arguing Uh, just to argue i want it to actually be productive right what's the point of this yeah um that's good so um the another thing is to go like i naturally uh want to pull people together to as part of that conflict piece to unearth the best ideas and thoughts and so like I've been doing that since I was a kid. I've been doing that since I was a teen. They go, what do you guys think? Does anyone have a better idea? Um, Naturally, how it functions now is meetings. Like, I am meeting heavy. And I know sometimes in leadership, there's these trends, and sometimes people get in this like, oh, no, meetings. Meetings are awful. No, bad meetings are awful. Bad Bad meetings have always been awful. And I understand I may be a little meeting heavy more than other people, but that's how I lead. Yeah. Like, that's my style. I don't know a better way to develop leaders to align thinking and to get the best practices than through having frequent and sometimes really long meetings. Yeah. And if I could just say all that to draw it back is what I want you to see. Like, um, while I am refining how I lead over time and I'm always trying to eliminate bad things and just maximize positive things and even learn new things is to say my basic style of leadership has not significantly changed from the time that I was a kid. And I can see some of these traits from those earliest moments. And so I, I would just want for, for you to be able to look at in a second to go, Hey, how did I, how did I lead before I knew how to lead? And what are the things in leadership that I'm naturally drawn to? And, and you need to learn how to live in those as often as you possibly can. If you hate brainstorming sessions, try not to position yourself as the idea person. Yeah, I think that's a really good note. Like, if, if you hate getting into the processes, don't position yourself in that. Like, literally, we had this conversation as... I want to say we were getting this stuff set up, but Caleb and Matt were getting this stuff set up because right. I have no idea how to set this stuff up. But right. to say, like, as I'm getting pulled into these pieces that are nowhere near my gifting, I'm finding myself deflated, and I'm really not useful to anyone in those moments. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think the key thing that you're saying there, though, is that uh, if you don't like those things, you don't neglect or ignore. You find somebody who complements your skill set 
yes. to do it. So you talked about your kids, one being a planner, an includer, yeah. one's an encourager, one just as achiever, get stuff done. Um, you were saying, you know, right now they might not be great leaders, but they have the ability to be great leaders because they know whether they operate in their gifting. I think the thing that you're trying to come along and say is that they also will have to later in life find someone to complement those things they don't because you yes. can't just ignore them. Yes. Like if you're not great at meetings or running meetings, you better find someone that yeah. can run meetings well. Um, for you, uh, let's just ask you, because we're almost, we only have a few more minutes here left. We're about four minutes left. Um, how did you lead before you knew how to lead? Yeah. Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, I, I honestly, <laughs> I really think it's the same. Like I can go back to uh, when I was a teenager. People really want to hear these types of things, though. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, we started a dodgeball ministry in our church. Yeah. And it, I've shared the story with our congregation, but it was like my youth pastor said, hey, you you should lead something. It's great that you're serving, but you should lead something. And so I immediately pulled six people together and said, what do you guys think about this idea? How would you like to go about it? I already had an idea, yeah. but I wanted to see if there was more ideas. Every single week I got with the group ahead of time and reminded them, this is why we're here. Do you see anything that we can do better? And then honestly, I just let them run it. Yeah. Before, before that, that person came up to you and gave you that opportunity and said, hey, you need to lead something. What was going through your mind uh, before that? Because if you weren't, you weren't leading anything at that point, how did you, uh, what, what was that like when you were approached or what were you building up to get to that point where someone said oh, to you, oh, you need to man. lead, you need to lead this. They saw something in you. What was it that they, what they, or maybe there was some desire within you at that point. Was there anything that was going, because you say lead like you. Someone saw something in you before they, before it actually came to fruition and gave you the opportunity. I don't know if I have an answer to that question. Yeah. Um, I can remember one of the earliest statements that I got uh, was someone said, of, of course, this sounds really arrogant for me to share it now, but they said, of course, Kevin's a leader. When he's around, something happens. Oh, there you go. So that's what it was. I, I didn't equate that with leadership. Right. But it was just like, I don't want my life to be boring. Yeah. And so if there's an opportunity for it to be exciting instead, if there could be something instead of nothing, yeah, I prefer the something. Which full circle game. Yeah. Daughter's soccer game. <laughs> yeah. That is your, that's how you built your leadership around this guy, this guy. It's not like you're a, uh, a fight negotiator. <laughs> exactly. But like conceptually, if you break all that down, it's you want to see something resolved. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's a style of leadership, even though you went through here and said democratic, you know, coaching, all that, yeah. which I kind of put you in the coaching a little bit, a little bit. Um, there's a, you've kind of got your own thing going on. Yeah. How would you, how would you say do people, people need to, at the end of the day, and you can actually answer this as the way we can just kind of go out. What do they need to do to lead like themselves? Yeah. Like them, like you, I, I think that, I think the best thing, any single person can do is start to identify their their gifting and how they naturally want to move things forward yeah. in different areas and and by doing that we I, I think it I think creates clarity and freedom from operating how this book told me to lead or this leader led or this other person who I think is really good at it and to say if you try to be someone else, you can learn skills, you can learn principles and practices and tools. But if you try to be like someone else in the actual implementation, it's going to be joyless for you and your impact is going to be diminished. That's good. 
That's good. That's all we got time for today. Episode 167, How to Lead Like You. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also post about it, rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you who are trying to get better just like us. And uh, we love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 everyone. minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it Count! Woo!